Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Karista, a spiritualist with a background in nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I believe in a holistic mindset where everyone and everything can work together in harmony by giving love and attention to the body, mind, and spirit so that we can create a more balanced life. I want to help guide you in your personal journey to create a life filled with joy, magic, and love. And I'm Shira, an explorer of personal truth with a background in program management, finance, and more recently, a spiritual intuitive, learning to connect with spiritual guides whom I like to call Mount Glass. I have an always growing passion to not only guide myself, but to also guide others in opening to and creating stronger connections with our highest self, allowing us to see and feel life in a whole new loving light. We believe that we are all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please email us at contact at lovealwaysself.com or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at lovealwaysself and this will be linked in the show notes. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm Shira and I'm Karista and thanks for listening to Love Always Self. We are going to embark today on a conversation that I think everyone could relate to, honestly. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was in regards to collective consciousness. So what does that mean? <laughs> and and what it means and how you experience it and all that other fun concept piece of it, right? So we use the term collective consciousness fairly frequently. And so we wanted to make sure that everybody was on the same page with us as far as understanding what we mean by that when we say that. Yeah, I mean, for me and what I've been learning about collective consciousness. (laughs) And it's something that I've just been experiencing more and more awareness towards lately. I mean, there's like the actual terminology that's been established, right? Mm -hmm. Can you remind me what that one, what that was? Yeah. So there was a French theorist and sociologist, Emily Durkham, and she coined the term collective consciousness and it's basically helps us understand what makes society work. So while we all have our own individual consciousness and awareness of what's going on in our reality, we also share a solidarity with one another. So we experience things together. We help create things together, like our social systems. So like the sociology terminology of that phrase Yeah. So basically collective consciousness is a constellation of ideas, beliefs, and values that a great number of individuals in a given society share. Okay. 
So on a much more, I'm going to, I'm going to say it, I'm going to call it the woo-woo topic, right? (laughs) On a much more like spirituality perspective, you know, if we want to categorize that, I really try to not do that whole categorizing one versus the other thing, because it's all, it's all the same, right? But what I have been experiencing lately in my perception of collective consciousness, right? So my perception of it is more of the, I don't know why I want to use this as a visual, but we're just going to flow with this for just a second. But imagine like this like wave that just hovers above your head at all times. And it's just connected to everything, right? It's connected to the stars and the galaxies and it's connected to earth and all of us. And, you know, and we're these like, we have this direct line to this wave, but that wave, if you could see it is just pure thoughts and energy and, and everything in between. Right. So it's, it's everything that's ever happened ever. And And it's just data, like tons and tons and tons of data and information. And because we all have the ability to tap into said stream of consciousness, the collective does, right? Then you literally can like pull from this little like wave and bring it into your own existence and thus or kind of create your own reality with it, right? So basically it's like the internet, right? Yeah. Where you tap in for information, but this comes from within rather than from your laptop or electronic device. Right. Right. And if you really want to get crazy with it, you could theoretically say that those that create all that data and information on said the web and you know, whatever is technically also pulling information from collect that particular piece of collective consciousness. It's an idea that mm-hmm. happened that they put into fruition or into a physical form that we all have access to on said worldwide web. So kind of the same, kind of the same thing, right? And so, but I've been noticing um, where you and I will have a conversation and we're, we're going over like what topics we want to discuss and like, you know, and, and this idea will dawn on you or it'll dawn on me and we'll start talking about it. And then over the course of the next week, it's like all, even though we haven't even gone live with that information yet, all of a sudden everyone starts talking about that exact same thing or starts having very similar experiences. So it's almost as if like, we're all starting to much more tap into that wave of consciousness as a collective and a lot faster than I have ever maybe just weren't, wasn't aware. Maybe I didn't have my awareness set to like notice that before, but it just seems like it's happening a lot more lately and quite more rapid. Yeah, I especially know that notice that when we record, you know, our our episodes and then, you know, we we have them pre-recorded and then we notice that same week after we've recorded that other podcasters that we listen to regularly are talking about the same topics. And it's just like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of validating, right? Like you you have this moment of like, ah, oh, 
see, I'm doing the work and it must be working because apparently I'm not the only person at this exact moment talking or thinking about these exact things. And uh, earlier, Carrie and I were kind of just sitting and chatting about this. And I was like, you know what? You know, we're both exhausted. We're both tired. You know, we've had a lot going on lately. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm having kind of a hard time concentrating right now. So I'm just going to sit back and, you know, so her and I kind of just sat back and closed her eyes, did some deep breathing, kind of do that whole centering, you know, bit. And I would love to share this at some point, you know, in our conversations and, you know, on our upcoming website that we're working on, (laughs) but just like a meditation practice that allows us to kind of open and receive information a lot easier from collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I got this message because I kept feeling like I was floaty, right? Like I kept, and I told you that right before we started, I was like, I feel like I'm disconnected. Like my dream state has been so heavy lately that when I wake up, I feel like it takes a much longer time for me to be back here in present. Like I'm just not fully back yet. And usually like a cup of coffee, you know, which, you know, whatever, I should probably switch to tea occasionally, but like a cup of coffee, you know, would normally help me with that. And that's kind of like my morning modality to like bring myself in and feel energetic and all that. But I was getting some hits on, you know, when you're in that kind of a state, when, when you're feeling like that, then maybe it's a good idea to actually use your modalities a bit more. It's not necessary. It's not required. And more and more, it's being less required to do that. But like, it can be a helpful, just right. Helpful tool. Tool. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Helpful helpful tool. But this message came through and I had to write it down like super quick. And so my handwriting is absolutely terrible when I'm channeling this information. So, but I got this short message and I was getting visuals of like sitting down, like, like right now I'm sitting down in my chair, you know, and I'm sitting Indian style in my office chair, but I'm not on the ground. And it was like a visualization of me, almost like I was dropping out from the chair and going straight to the ground and sitting that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was the visual that came through with this message. And it was saying that grounding is important right now to assist with transitioning into higher states of consciousness, or rather the collective, as you say, I love how they tell me like, We like how you say that. That's cute. You know, (laughs) the fear that continues to be present is for transmutation of energy to allow for easier connection of humanity for each individual. Practicing self-patience, a repeated message that I struggle with to this day, practicing self-patience and being easy on yourself while going through this. And then all of a sudden it just skipped over to drink plenty of water and rest as often as you were able to, which was interesting because as soon as I was writing, drink plenty of water, you had said, I got to get up and go get my water. And I was like, this is mind blowing. (laughs) Apparently we were both tapped in. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So I I wanted to ask, why, why do we want to tap into the collective consciousness? How is that helpful? Well, from my experience um, so far with it is it's helping all of us to come out of the, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to listen to this right now. When I say listen, I'm listening to what my guides are trying to say to me. Okay. But it's helping us remove ourselves from this 
consistent fear, ooh, fear-based process that we've been in, right? I'm hearing the words control, like removing the control that we are allowing from others and rather reflecting on what what is needed for ourselves. I'm also share the cards. Oh my God. That you pulled also, because I feel like that's ties directly into that statement. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay. So that's so funny. It's, it's hilarious. I pulled three cards right before we started the call. And the first one I got was base chakra, which is interesting because it's the number one card from this Oracle deck under the chakra section. And the base chakra is, you know, where we root and how, you know, what we use to ground ourselves. Um, and, and you were just saying them in the message from Mount glass is that we need to be grounding more. Isn't that funny how that works? Mm-hmm. And then I also got the authority card which has a lot to do with control and masculine energy. Which we've had an abundance of in this reality that we're experiencing right now. And I think one of the lessons that we're learning right now is to question authority and question the rules that have been put into place and recognize that some of these things are no longer serving us. And these limiting beliefs are now subtracting from our lives and it's time for a change. Which is interesting that this last card of the three that fell out of my deck while I was shuffling was financial and material changes. Which I think is, you know, huge because one of the social constructs that we have collectively created and aligned with is finances, right? Our world of money and material goods and the way things are working right now, the it's not, we're not sharing our finances, right? It's some of the, the, more well-off wealthy people, you know, they have subscribed to this idea that trickle-down economics is, you know, what we need. And we know that that is no longer working. That, that idea, I don't know if it ever really did because now the disparities are even greater as far as the wealth gap between the billionaires and low economic people and the middle class is disappearing. So what I'm hearing is basically like, let's see if I can try to translate this because some of the terminology that's being used, I may or may not understand. So what I'm hearing right now is looking at your own self value and your own self worth and not allowing those that have had authority or power or places of power of some sort to control you and your thought process on what your own self-value and worth is, that that's something that only you yourself can determine on your own. And that necessarily adding a definition to what that is for yourself doesn't also have to always apply. I'm, I'm getting this like sense of like us working together in this collective consciousness 
and opening to our greater potentials and allowing ourselves to have those ebbs and flows and not be so hard on ourselves when we are going through maybe the down part of that ebbs and flow, mm-hmm. um, that it's just the flow of it. Right. And I keep getting these, like, so you've seen these, these neighborhoods where they do this, like farming out of their, what is it called? Suburban farming or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting this, like, visualization of of all of us like having more and more and more of these neighborhoods these communities where most of our jobs are and this could be just like my dream my my happy place right like this might be my perfect scenario of a, a new world you know we all have these different like neighborhoods and communities that we're building but we all work together to build it and we have these like beautiful like suburban neighborhoods or even like cityscapes type neighborhoods, right? It's just up to you on how it is that you want to live. But your whole like purpose is to work as a collective and and share your resources. And that sharing and the idea of sharing is completely different than what it is today, right? Like right now, it's all about how much money can you make as an individual? How much material items can you accumulate? How many toys, you know? can you collect in your garage? Right. That's what defines your success. And that is no longer, we're we're no longer aligning with that. Right. So it's letting go of the control over these definitions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I I don't know if you've noticed, but people have become a lot more, you know, aware of their depression and their anxieties and, you know, we have this idea that material items can help fill those holes. Nope. Like that's not what makes you happy. You find that happiness from within. I mean, cause have you ever seen anyone that has gained a ton of materialistic items and stopped at mm-hmm. that point? It just Instead, keeps going. Oh, now I'm fulfilled. Mm-mm. Right. Right. I'm just as guilty of that. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'll like redesign my entire house thinking, oh, it's perfect. And then like literally a day later, I find some, a different area that I want to now refocus or shift my attention to, to like make it better. Yeah. So changing your external environment is not going to impact how you feel on the inside. It's Mm -hmm. the choice to look within and, you know, make the decisions about how you're going to be internally. And that's where the happiness truly comes from. Yeah. Having that peace. And so that kind of brings me back to the other bit that I received was the fear that continues to be present is for transmutation of energy to allow for easier connection of humanity for each individual. Like that's such a profound statement, like just thinking about it, right? Like I'm getting this like sense of, and, and I've noticed this a lot, like I've been just presented with like every fear that I have and it's coming at me like fast and hard. Spiders. I was gonna say all the spiders. Dude. Can we talk about the fact that I stepped on a spider in the middle of the night going to bed with no lights on and my barefoot, like, and I have a massive fear of spiders. So, and it was not a small one, like by any means, like no spider should be that big in your home. So like, (laughs) I was like, okay. And this is after like a week of, you know, dealing with people 
either projecting their own fears towards my direction or me having to just really look at everything that I was receiving at that point that seemed very fear-based, you know, and we get a lot of this also in like our own, like, do I go there? Media outlets, right? Like, it's just like this constant push and challenge of like, have some more fear and have some more fear and you get some fear and you get some fear, right? Like, I I had a thought yesterday about this and it was, you know, granted, it it was kind of like a random side thought about, you know, voting, right? Are you voting from a place of fear or are you, you know, making a decision based on love and hope? So I'm I'm really curious, like if anyone else is, you know, experiencing this, like, man, feel free to, you know, comment below or whatever, especially if you're watching this on, on YouTube, or if you're watching on a platform that allows you to comment on this, I, I, I want to know, you know, or you can always send us a message and, and let us know there. But I'm, I'm just really curious if like, I'm not the only one experiencing this, or you're not the only one Carrie experiencing this. It's, it's just super cool at the same time, because you feel like there's this massive shift you know, or like a rise in humanity to be able to tap into that collective consciousness and everyone kind of like having that type of an experience. Anyway, I I really want to like go back to the, the fear part of it though, because that can be so detrimental to those that may not understand that there's a reason that you're being presented with that and that you have the ability to transmute it and no longer be fearful of those situations. And those situations can probably also be uh, less extreme than stepping on a spider um, or more extreme than that. And so it's really dependent on the individual and what they're going through and what fear is being presented to them in order to transmute that and actually be able to easily, more easily, easier, whatever the word is, (laughs) connect to that collective consciousness and a bit of a higher state though, right? In a more positive aspect. So I guess my next question is like, as a collective consciousness, do we have like a goal? Like what's the point of the collective consciousness? I just keep hearing a rise in humanity. Like like this more peaceful humanity state versus more fear-mongering or war-sought-out type state. Kind of bringing awareness to all of us that we are all connected to each other. And despite our differences, that we should be less judgmental of those differences and more open to those differences. And just having a less hard time with not understanding those differences right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like I'm seeing this like place of us being in community of all different sizes and shapes and ethnicities and you know orientations and whatever and none of that definition okay none of that definition matters Mm -hmm. it is being moving us into a state of consciousness where when we're here in this physical form as humanity 
we're 100% understanding that everyone is expressing and being an individual based on the things that they want to experience. And that should be okay and done without the judgment and the fear of you're not exactly like me or you don't fit in this particular defined bubble that the society that has been created before, you know, has set a definition towards based on whatever control that has been presented to us in the past, right? So it's kind of like a rise in our humanity to not have to look at it in that way, but to be okay and move easier. Now I understand that flow part a bit more, but like move easier into the flows of the things that we want to experience here and not judge other people because they're doing their own thing with their own lives and how they're doing it. Right. So, you know, I think judgment came about when we were as a society trying to create our own little communities. And one of the factors in that is people of the same background tend to, you know, commune together. And so if somebody was not the same, then they were more likely to be ostracized and kicked out of that community. And so we have this innate programming, you know, well, not innate, it's, it's programming that if we are different, then we will not be accepted. We will be kicked out. We will not be a part of, you know, a community and being a part of community is a survival method. And we are now coming to a point in our awareness that, you know, hopefully that we are all from, you know, we are all originating from the same source. And so it doesn't matter what you look like, what you, um, where you're from, what your dialect is, what your orientation is, what your love preference is. Like at the end of the day, this existence is truly about love. And when we use fear and hate to divide, it's easier for a smaller group to conquer the larger group, right? Divide and conquer. So, you know, when, when we start recognizing our own power that comes from within that love that comes from within, when we start connecting that and grounding in that, we start to look at these authoritative positions and start to recognize that that is not that is no longer my truth. That is no longer how I am choosing to live and orient to. And so we start to look at those social constructs that no longer work for us, whether it's our leadership positions, the monetary, you know, institutions, the education systems, healthcare systems, all of these, you know, systems that have been put in place a long time ago to not actually lift us up, but to keep us divided we're recognizing that that is no longer what we are choosing. Right. And it's going to take us as a collective to make those changes within society by way of no longer conforming to what was originally programmed within us. And, and that's one of the things that's always I mean, think about it from even like your normal day job perspective, right? How everyone talks about change management, 
So when a company introduces Mm -hmm. or a department introduces a change, Mm -hmm. they feel the need to say, well, now we're going to bring in some element of change management to help control the outcome on how you feel about that change. Because a lot of times change brings about fear. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we are all being, I feel like we're all being presented with a lot of fear. So we don't have that much, so we can learn how to transmute that fear and move away from a fearful state. So we can bring about these types of changes and not have so much fear towards it. And I feel like that fear comes from the unknown, right? We don't know what a new society will look like. We don't know what a more loving society will look like, right? We, all we know is what we know now. And so when, you know, we are prompted to make changes, we are typically uncomfortable, right? You've got to be uncomfortable to start looking at how you can make changes to create a better existence. And I feel like that's kind of what we're in the middle of right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I always, I've been for a while now getting this like sense that like something's here, something's, something's coming, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it doesn't feel like I don't have any like fear towards it or anything like that. But I mean, that's me trying to be a bit more in the present and staying in the present and not having to just, you know, focus every ounce of my current state of being in a future state. And then, you know, this is exactly what we talked about on our (laughs) last time we recorded was, you know, me focusing 100% on a future state that hasn't even ever happened yet and applying a level of fear towards it and, and expecting that to be my, my new reality. Right. So like, so here's the challenge is rather than, you know, allowing fear to create those ideas of what could happen, you know, using love and hope and faith within ourselves and our other, you know, human counterparts that we are all working towards this collective union where we lift each other up. And that's one aspect that I don't feel like we've touched too much on lately is that spiritual, that feeling of lifting each other up. We've talked about like the, the physical aspects that we see on this planet right now, right? but, you know, moving beyond the five senses that we understand, you know, when we work together, well, let's, let's, let's pull that back. When we work on our own individual emotional state and our stability, our balance, the self-worth, the self-love, when we do that on an individual level, looking within that doesn't stay just here. That actually amplifies outwards. And that can be in the form of how we treat and speak to other people that can be just smiling at strangers and waving, you know, walking by that, that is an expression of love and kindness that we are, we are putting outward. Oops. We are putting out into the world. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly, and that takes us right back to collective consciousness. Think of all the thoughts that you've ever had being recorded and available for any person to tap into. And if you start shifting your focus and your awareness on these thoughts of community and no judgment and or you know 
or removing fears or feeling love and gratitude and care and selflessness and, you know, acts of kindness and things like that. And even just projecting that or doing like a small act, like you said, like walking by somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Like walking by somebody and giving them a smile, you know, because again, you never know what the other person is experiencing. It may not be for you to know. So like, it's easier to help in ways of acting kind, right? Um, Smiles go a long way. They really do. Just making that connection. I mean, smiling at somebody like it, that to me feels like just such a small, beautiful gift that is free to give, right? So when we smile ourselves, that, that elevates our vibration, our frequency within, and then that elevates theirs as well. And then they go on and pass it to somebody else. It's like this interweb of sharing and even if you don't see beyond the impact of yourself and that one person, it's expanding beyond that. Yeah. And that right there is elevating the collective consciousness towards this experience of love and feeling safe and lacking fear. Exactly. That's exactly right. Couldn't agree with you more on this. And Honestly, like I'm, I'm so excited. It makes me excited to know that we're starting to have these similar experiences like this, that we're starting to all be able to tap into that because I feel like the more humanity knows that we're all connected and that we all come from the same stardust, you know, source, everything, right. Um, that it makes it a lot easier for people to not have fear towards the differences of other people's physical experiences. And it makes it a lot easier to understand that we're just here having these experiences to learn and grow from within and, and it's okay. So yeah, I love that. I do. And I love that. I, I, I just got, you know, the, the flip side of that love example or the smiling example So say we're driving and it's traffic, you know, there's lots of people around and somebody cuts you off and you flip them off and you're pissed off and you're in your car, but you're yelling at them. Well, that is negatively impacting your body, mind, and spirit just by that anger, you know, bubbling up. And then the expression outward, the F you and you know, whatever it is, <laughs> the road rage, <laughs> yeah, the road rage, right? So that anger is now projecting onto the people around you, and there's more tension flying between the cars than if you were to just be like, okay, yeah, go ahead, you can have the spot in front of me, sure, like that just feels so much better, and yeah. When, again, you know, if you, if you're needing a reason for you to do it individually, like those, that anger, allowing it to erupt unconsciously without awareness, like that still causes the inflammation and the dis-ease within your body. But then that's also projecting it out onto the other people. And if you have any thought of 
the community. Well, if you want to lift the community up, you know, it starts from within. Yep. And, and man, when we were talking earlier, we were talking about, you know, like you and I had kind of just sat quietly and we're doing our own like meditation to, you know, center and all that stuff. Right. And that act of doing that and connecting brings you into um, a higher state, right? Or like a, a, a higher vibrational state. And then we started talking about something that made me defensive for a friend. You know, you're talking about a friend's experience or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to our friend. And like, you know, then I immediately wanted to like, protect said friend. So I started like kind of talking shit a bit. Right. And all of a sudden shifting from that place of being in a more loving, calm state, dropping down into this, you know, irritation, anger, up being upset. I immediately got nauseated, like immediately feeling that shift and, and how rapidly I went from one state to another. And I, and I remember we were talking about this. I was like, that's so interesting. Cause I've heard other people talk about this, but I've never brought my awareness to it before mm-hmm. in such a way that I was just like fully aware of, oh my God, I just did that to myself. Right. Yeah. Like who? <laughs> Sorry for the vomit noise, but yeah. So like, (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. Noted when you shift out of something so beautiful and pleasant and higher up, right? Like down into this, like more of a less positive, negative kind of, you know, thought process, it does affect your body and it it does, it definitely affects others, but it also affects yourself. So I mean, yeah. I want to say like, it's okay if you get angry. Oh, like, for sure. That That's totally, it's reasonable, right? To, it wouldn't be here experiencing polarity like this if it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's part of, you know, the reason why we're here is to experience, experience the dualistic emotions, right? Yeah. But it's when we start doing, holding on to them, um, allowing them to root within and to seed and blossom into angry flowers. <laughs> does an angry flower look like (laughs) it's got thorns (laughs) but it can be so pretty and deadly (laughs) it's it's when we allow it to root and to impact our thoughts and our actions and and it's again there's there's a reason that we get angry and it causes us to look at why it's uncomfortable because that area needs to be you know addressed or needs some love needs some you know adjustment it's not good or bad you know if you get angry or are never angry it just is yeah i don't know if you're never angry i i have questions for you <laughs> we have so many questions <laughs> <laughs> If you've, if you've learned the magic, probably a Buddha um, (laughs) (laughs) of never getting angry, then please hit me up because, you know, you came to earth. (laughs) So (laughs) tell us what you did to 
skip that lesson. So yeah, so man, this is a, we could probably go on and on forever on this particular topic, just because it's so interesting. Somebody asked me a question of like, well, how do I myself tap into collective consciousness? My answer to you is you're doing it all the time, (laughs) whether you brought your awareness to that or not, you're literally doing it all day, every day, and you're feeding it with every single thought that you have. So like, for example, if you think of a friend and then within minutes, that friend calls you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's so many examples that we could definitely give out that explains this, like some of the ones that we've talked about at the beginning and just now what Carrie gave us. But I, you know, if you would like to try a practice of of tapping into collective consciousness, my best advice for you is to just sit and be still, even if you only do this for like a few seconds and then grow to maybe a few minutes and then try to proceed from there. But uh, taking that time to focus your attention on your, on your center, which I learned a really cool trick from, thank you, Greg Braden, which helps bring your awareness to your heart is just by touching that area right? So you just lightly touch that. And just by touching that area, it helps you shift your focus and awareness to that area. I myself have done this little new thing where I actually just do a small, like, you know, stroke of my sternum area It's called a sternum, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank, thank God you're a nurse. And I, so, <laughs> um, you know, but I'm like lightly touching it and that because I can sometimes lose my focus quite easily, as you might've noticed, this helps me reattain my focus back over and over and over again versus just placing my hand there. But you see a lot of those like statues or like the, you know, mm-hmm. the Buddha or whatever statues. Yeah, you um, place like one thumb. Right. Like in together it's, and then, and yeah. it's like, yeah. And it's like touching your, your center or your heart area, your chest. And uh, I've seen it done in a whole like different ways. I've seen some people just place a single hand over their heart. Like, you know, when they're doing, a salute or whatever, but, but for me, the, the moving the hand slightly over that area of my chest seems to help the most. So anyway, this little trick and just clearing my mind. But when I do the clearing the mind, I let the thoughts flow through. Like I'll start getting a thought of like, Oh crap, I got to pay that bill. And then I just basically, wave at that thought and let it pass at me by. So I'm not worried about an action towards the thought. I'm just feeling that thought through, right? Like, okay, got a thought about paying a bill, no big deal, right? And then the next thought will come through. Oh, okay. Had a thought about feeding my dog. Cool. Let that pass through. You know, again, I'm not like, oh shit, I got to feed my dog and I get up and I go take that action, right? Like I'm finding a way to like, just hear it. And then all of a sudden you'll start to hear other thoughts in your head maybe something a bit more profound, right? Or something creative will pop in, right? That's normally when you start to bring in that piece of collective consciousness. That's what I've noticed in in my practice. You should write those down and then refer back to it in, in about a week and tell me how many times you've seen something similar pop in <laughs> that related to the thought processes you were getting. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. 
anyway. And to, to finish out, to kind of play off of that information, you know, I thank you for sharing, you know, some of your practice to help us to connect to collective consciousness. One final thought, there's a lot of, a lot of shit going on in the world, right? There's a lot of trauma. There's, you know, different experiences, whether it's the flood in Germany or the heat wave in North America, the uh, condo or the, the apartment building in Florida. There's a lot of people that are hurting and similar to a prayer state, we can be in that meditative state and express love and support quietly within and sending it out. And you may never see the fruit of those expressions and that may not be for you to see, but we can and we do support each other by sending light and love all across the world, all across the universe to anyone that we think of. It doesn't matter if you know them, have met them, never seen their face, will never know their name. You can take a moment to just sit quietly, do a couple of breaths, express some gratitude for your own existence, for the opportunity to love outside yourself, and then send the light, the love, and healing energy to those that need it most. And so I encourage you, maybe after, you know, after this, this episode, take a few moments, do a couple of breaths, and send out that love. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us today in this moment. And remember, love first, love last, and love always. Bye. Adios. lovely infinite beings. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment and being open to receiving light and love. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we really look forward to our next connection. And as a reminder, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Love Always Self, which will be linked in the show notes. We would love to hear from y'all. So if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, please email us at contact at lovealwaysself.com or send us a private message on our social media. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, love always self.
Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you take upon the information on this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from information discussed in this podcast.